Hey, Jan, good to see you back. Hi, Leslie, so how, good to see you again. I'm sure you had a real great weekend. You seem to be smiling. I'm always smiling, man. And, yeah, and weekends are always great. <laughs> weekends are always great. But I, no bike I, rides? No bike rides. I had to jump on a flight to Europe with uh, 18 hours of notice, literally, uh, or less than that, actually. And then, um, and, and I was, I had to go there for meetings and then, uh, you know, was working from there. And uh, this weekend, uh, you know, there was something very interesting. I was actually addressing uh, the graduate students of uh, Cornell University as a part of their innovation course. And, and the topic was, you know, sometimes ideas come from outside of your industry. And, you know, uh, amongst all of things, the most uh, intense discussion was on around AI. Okay. And it was a very interesting uh, discussion. I mean, what I felt was, uh, you know, the discussion with the, you know, with, with these graduate students, right? Uh, it felt to be very composed and mature for me. I mean, they were neither very phased nor, uh, you know, overly uh, hyperbolic or optimistic about AI. They were extremely uh, composed. They actually wanted to understand what the technology trends are, where is it evolving? And they wanted to figure out how it will impact their lives and what role they can play. And, you know, oh, yeah, compared to other industry folks that I normally speak to. Yeah, instead of getting distracted with AGI exactly. and, you know, kind of yeah. non nonsensical stuff. Yeah, I, I felt this interaction to be very, very matured. And, and uh, you know, and then I checked with a couple of uh, uh, academic, uh, uh, you know, friends of mine in academia around universities around the world. And they, they seem to, you know, have the same experience uh, with students. Okay, so I think that generation is taking AI and everything, uh, you know, the evolution of AI more into their uh, skin and as a part of their lives that it's going to be there as compared to some of the industry folks that you and I regularly speak to, Leslie. Yeah, I think the, these are the more pressing problems because see, when we're talking about, say, whether we're talking about artificial general intelligence or artificial soup, I'm not saying that we will reach there, we will not reach there. I mean, it's anybody's guess, I mean. Uh, but I think till a time, you know, at least... At this point in time, uh, none of the developments actually, you know, lean uh, towards uh, any type of an AGI or ASI. And the more pressing problems are, you know, to tackle how to scale up Gen AI projects and, you know, that whole shift of uh, uh, classical AI to AI. You know, in this context, there are a few tidbits, um, uh, news tidbits that I would like to share with our viewers and listeners. So one of them, of course, is... Um, that uh, OpenAI has achieved a revenue milestone of dollars two billion in December 2023. Uh, so FTR carried the news item first, citing you know sources as usual. But the interesting part is that uh, Sam Altman is uh, said to be looking out uh, to set up a network of factories to manufacture semiconductors. So of course, uh, clearly it's to you know uh, sort of uh, not have that over reliance on Nvidia oh, GPUs. Correct. He's, I, mean, I think he's look at he's the, look at the irony. Uh, OpenAI, which claims to be the platform, uh, you know, uh, part of generative AI, is thinking that their dependence on uh, NVIDIA and chipsets and GPUs is the platform kind of a dependence. I mean, everyone is trying to, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, I, but I, but there are two aspects there, Jen. Tell me. Yeah, one is of course hedging their bets because see, Microsoft is also working on uh, its own uh, uh, processing units. Right. Uh, uh, Google already has uh, uh, tensor processing TPUs. units, yeah. the TPUs, yeah. and uh, of course you have uh, uh, companies in the UAE. So interestingly, Altman is talking uh, to the UAE government, according to Wall Street Journal, in and terms it's of funding, uh, yes. 
yeah yeah and he's looking at something like 7 trillion dollars so that's yeah yeah Okay, that, that number I wasn't aware and, and yeah, that's, yeah. that's an so, eyebrow so he, raising number. Yeah, it, so all, basically because he's saying it, it may require raising as much as $7 trillion according to the Wall Street Journal. And uh, of course, they are citing uh, unnamed sources. But yeah, I mean, uh, I mean uh, given Leslie, the fact that... In a, in a, not just in our generation or lifetime, in the, in the last 10-15 years, the fundraising has moved from millions to billions to trillions. I mean... Well, India's India GDP as of now. Just, yeah, he wants to raise two Indias. The, <laughs> more than two Indias, a little more than two Indias. So if you want. And then also, you know, the interesting, the other interesting part is that OpenAI is, is in, a, uh, I mean, reportedly again, in talks to, you know, developing an autonomous AI assistant uh, system, which is capable of assuming control of a user's device to perform tasks. Now, this was actually uh, first uh, reported by the information, again, citing unnamed sources because I guess. And then, of course, OpenAI has announced the integration of watermarks into images. I would want to wait, wait and see what the EU and the regulatory bodies would have to say about that. It's very and, and close to the... It is very know, On the fence, yeah, on, on the ethical AI uh, part. I mean, automated uh, AI algos taking uh, control over your devices. Okay, what kind of control and everything? It would be interesting to see the, you know, manifestation of it in the real world if and when it happens. Yeah, and then of course, OpenAI Open has announced the integration of watermarks into images, published yeah. yeah. by DALI 3. Yeah. And, of, and I think the, the other news is, of course, uh, BART being rebranded uh, as uh, Gemini. I think that was, ex that was expected kind of stuff. But uh, the interesting part is when you spoke about, you know, the European Union, um, I'm, I, I doubt it would have escaped your attention that already the USFTC, the Federal uh, Trade Commission and the European, both are looking at the Microsoft OpenAI uh, partnership. So that is already, you know, under scrutiny. And uh, uh, Satya Nadella was uh, here. Yeah, in I was going to ask that. You, you had a good week, uh, you know, meeting Satya. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, know, it was a little rush. Yeah. So he was in uh, Mumbai on uh, Monday Correct. and he was talking about how, uh, you know, AI could become a superpower. Uh, 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 then, of course, uh, the uh, following day he came to, so Wednesday and Thursday, yeah. So like, then he came to uh, this thing, uh, what do you say, to Bangalore. Bangalore. And then in Bangalore, he had the uh, Bengaluru. He had the developer conference. Right. Now, the interesting so I had a chat, but see, all of us were given chats of you know 15 minutes kind of stuff because mm. it's, uh, it's got a very very hectic schedule. And honestly, in 15 minutes, you know, there's come no on, you you, you would you would have made made a lot of that 15 minutes, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, see, he's a brilliant speaker. He's very uh, you know sort of uh, it, it, he's always uh, he's got his thoughts always gathered. And the interesting part is always when you're meeting a, a, a global CEO of a three trillion three trillion dollar backward cap company it's the yeah. most valuable company uh valuable company. in the world as as we speak yeah of course these valuations keep on changing it's microsoft toppling apple apple toppling but it, it's amazing that it has come up to this level and yes. uh, so two or three things like what i noticed one is of course he has cover, uh, completed 10 years in office uh, as ceo of course he has been 32 years with the company itself yeah. so. Uh, but no, but I mean, is, ten, 10 years of Satya at Microsoft, uh, yeah, know, at the help of CEO. Microsoft, 
as ceo sounds like a you know i still remember it was like yesterday you know still uh, it was still steve bomber's era at microsoft okay and yeah. satya replacing him it's already been a decade wow. yeah till 2014 we had bomber and uh, after that booming voice of bomber and then uh, you know that whole uh, anti open source kind of uh, uh, phase that we all had seen then yes. all these companies becoming open source it was pretty interesting to watch because i have seen it very very closely because i used to write about these uh, subjects uh, then uh, i think another take home from the developers point of view that he said okay he was pointing out some numbers on github like you have something like 13.2 million uh, uh developers uh on uh, github from india and uh, it's second only to the us and by 2027 he expects uh india to overtake the us which i think is a fair assumption uh but the connecting the dots basically is because you have such a robust developer community you are you've got a very good semiconductor design ecosystem right you are in the process india is in the process of you know setting up uh, fabs setting up regardless, fabs themselves yeah. yeah i mean regardless of whether they are you know in the uh, 28 to 40 nanometer kind of range but still they have got their own functions but having said that you know the whole point is the entire ecosystem is becoming very vibrant so yeah. what i liked the take home was that his basic point was which i think we would uh, always uh, subscribe to is that india is no longer a consumer of tech it is also yes. a creator of tech yes yes no. i i i keep hearing that on my travels and you know uh, like like i said in uh, almost eight or nine uh, trips to europe and in the next four months almost another four or five i'm i'm traveling once a month up until june uh, and this is what i keep hearing uh, even the conversations that i've had in uh, europe uh india indians uh indian tech talent uh you know uh we're not just uh consumers we are creating you know uh, uh europe actually is act, uh, looking at indian talent to come and set up shops you know they're opening up their grants they're opening up their investment ecosystem the private investors are very uh, very interested okay to move some talent uh, from here in the last 2 3 years post covid a lot of blue collar uh, workers have, you know from india had moved to europe and we discussed this in our last uh, episode but now they want a lot of uh, tech talent to move there uh, you know and and you know i completely resonate with uh, with with what you are saying and what you have heard yeah and the, the other interesting point was okay i of course i did ask him i said okay when you are talking about uh, you know uh, cxo scaling up Uh, those were kind of responses that he has you know early also uh, ascribed so I, i there was no i don't think there was any change in stance as far as his other responses were concerned but when i asked him about you know uh, basically that ai itself is building ai models now right so i said right. how do you know developers uh, actually skill themselves yes. what do they skill themselves for yeah now i like the way he answered it you know he didn't skirt the issue because yeah. there's no he just said that you he know, cannot i mean that's a big issue yeah, yeah yeah so i i think he is very well uh, aware of that issue but i mean basically what i like what he was saying like he was stressing on the whole thing he said that's why we are calling it copilot where it's yeah. humans in the loop yeah. Yeah. and i think another interesting point for the viewers and listeners that you know uh, uh, who are like sort of you know sometimes apprehensive that their job might go very interestingly what satya said and i think we uh, we have also you know earlier said that it is not about uh, ai taking away your jobs uh, it is about you know because 
it's not about just one engineer sitting in yeah. one yeah. small remote corner one developer sitting in one remote corner working on whether it's chat gpt or any other bing bah chat or whatever it be it is about a whole you know a, a cohesive team of yeah. multidisciplinary people whether you are having a statistician whether you are anthropologist a social maybe a, a, an expert in a, whether biology or life sciences or whatever it be so that right. whole ecosystem there are many people working on this it's not just one developer writing a program yeah. the, the developer see developers are smart guys the smart guys will always keep on learning new frameworks new languages etc so that i thought was a very good uh, take home and of course he gave some uh, uh, good examples about uh, he highlighted uh, sarvam which was that uh, yeah, open hathi series then uh, the open health uh, uh, open health network now the open uh, open health network is something that even i don't know during corona they actually created a tele ic so that was pretty interesting uh, uh, work that they had done how they used the uh, thing and of course they have used uh, github copilot then i think access bank is one of the first banks to use uh, copilots so his point time and again i think the main take home is stay ahead of the curve keep on doing what you're doing and you know don't allow things like i think in more uh, to keeping with what uh, we'll be now talking about the cornell university that you know instead of getting distracted with those kind of agi kind of stuff which is which may or may not happen and then it's not going to happen in the near future doesn't look like it's happening in any near future i mean two uh, two weeks back when uh, uh, mark zuckerberg uh, you know announced uh, facebook's or meta's uh, uh, you know new strategy around ai uh, he started off with agi and you know i, I remember he and yan lakun uh, you know on linkedin talking about you know we still do not have a concrete definition of what agi is you know this coming yeah. from someone someone at mark zuckerberg and yan lakun's level okay uh, you know agi's definition and what what it means is is still open you know for people at that level so you know talking of uh, agi being a reality i think is a is a moot point when we don't know what it is uh, uh, you know in the first place okay and no, that's that... a very one second that's a, you know actually that's a very very valid point because yeah. if you remember during the mint ai summit i had pointed out that these definitions are even they keep on changing so yeah. each and every time so you have mustafa suleiman who was uh, the founder of deep mind uh, ai and now of inflection uh, he also talks about artificial capability intelligence yeah. which seems to be you know more on the lines of okay fine uh, yeah. midway between the uh, ai part of it and you know the asi or the agi part of it so right. it's more about the capabilities that you know Correct. ai can bring to that table uh, no but i quite like the question you asked which was a very pertinent question to satya and and the way he answered because uh, you know essentially what is saying is look at ai complementing and supplementing uh, you know your work and and human in the loop and augmenting uh, augmenting the work that you can do i mean one very simple example is is this uh, startup called appliance.ai which raised about 4 million dollars from kosla ventures uh, uh, this week okay they are making you know your your mixi mixer jars okay intelligent and ai enabled okay now you know every such thing if it can be made intelligent using ai then all of a sudden it's not about jobs going it's about you know many more jobs creating and and uh, i still remember in 2019 i was doing a keynote for one norwegian company and there uh, in the keynote i was talking about how philosophical thinking will become the design thinking of the ai world right 
uh, you know, these machines, the intelligence, you know, uh, is going to be automated and uh, commoditized by these machines. But making those machines more humane in terms of, uh, you know, how the human thinks, you know, building that philosophical mindset, uh, you know, coming from the realms of sociology and anthropology, okay, uh, is going to become the design thinking of the AI world. And, and you know, all of a sudden, what Satya said that it's going to be a team of people, okay, from different domains who are going to be sitting together and, you know, building these uh, uh, yeah, act, and they'll be acting as a single team. As a single team, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, this whole question about whether I'm going to lose my job or not, it's yeah. really not relevant because, I mean, it's he's, he's not dismissed that part. The only point is he's just saying, like, look at the broader picture. Other jobs know? are getting created. Yeah. Other other capabilities are being needed. Yeah, okay. and, it's, and the answer basically is not as simple as, you know, is it going to take away my job? Yeah. Because, yeah. see, having said that, I... I do acknowledge the fact that okay it will the in certain cases it will sort of depress the real wages for sure because where you require 10 people you may require five people with uh, these kind of but those would be in certain sectors and even there there would be smarter ways of getting above it by reskilling and doing other things and of course there could also be a whole point you know where there are entire uh, people there in certain companies they have tried out these uh, uh, ai tools especially the LLM-based uh, chatbots. And they have realized that, okay, fine, because of that hallucination, they have actually had to hire agencies again to correct exactly. them, So that exactly. humans in the loop part of it, and the ROI yeah. is not exactly, you correct. know, I mean, they thought. Yeah, we, we've been discussing this, and it's, uh, you know, some of the numbers have been mentioned in the AI Summit as well, and, you know, and we discussed those numbers on, on, on this podcast as well in some of our previous uh, uh, episodes, that when it comes to generative AI, uh, you know, being used and uh, applied in enterprise, we're still in the very early stages. I mean, you know, less than 10% of all the Gen AI pilots in the enterprise are seeing the light of the day in terms of uh, production, uh, right? 90% of them are going, uh, you know, being pilots, are being in the sandboxes, are being in the uh, innovation and R&D with the R&D teams. And, you know, I came across some uh, statistics. only $2.5 billion have been spent on generative AI by enterprises last year. These are Menlo Ventures uh, numbers uh, from a report in December 23. As compared to $70 billion uh, spent on AI and $400 billion spent on cloud last year. Okay. So even the enterprises are, you know, uh, just testing the waters and these are, these are early days. And only because how structurally, you know, uh, the LLMs and uh, are, are still not there in terms of delivering accurate, consistent value and can be built up, uh, built on as far as enterprise use cases and applications are concerned. Still, no. I think uh, so. People uh, sometimes, uh, you know, do not appreciate the fact the kind of amount of fine tuning that needs to be done. Correct. Whether you're using fine tuning or whether you're using rack for that matter of fact, or you're using anything. And the fact that many of these enterprises actually have legacy platforms that have to be, okay, they would have migrated to the cloud even even then. There are different kinds of platforms. A lot of yeah. integration work has to go in. Yeah, and- having, having said that, you know, the stability of these LLMs themselves is increasing uh, at a rapid pace. I mean, yes, yes. the first half of 2023, how volatile, uh, you know, uh, and unstable LLMs were, you know, in the second half, that was a completely different picture. And first half of 2024 is expected to be, you know, something else. So, you know, as much as uh, they're still not there, but they're improving extremely fast. And, and, yeah, it- and then they've actually shown, you know, uh, the returns in, in uh, terms of increasing the productivity, for instance. Correct. 
Like I just told I wrote a whole piece on derivative debt banking, and actually, I I've, I've seen the kind of effort that uh, banks have actually put into creating these LLM platforms, and the kind of results that they are seeing. So yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's clear that uh, there are clearly the benefits, uh, and I think and, we have and, to wait time to go. Yeah, and to talking mature. of this, exactly talking of these early days, uh, but still very uh, you know. capable and uh, sort of a tsunami that uh, the technology has created in terms of growth uh, one thing and and reskilling right at the intersection of reskilling uh, one thing that i keep uh, hearing a lot and and you must also be by a lot of people in and outside of the industry as to you know what kind of courses can they do to be you know ai uh, certified or ai enabled okay i mean i'll give you an example just yesterday i was uh, having this conversation with a Uh, with a fellow entrepreneur uh, you know he's been running his company for the last 10 12 years you know makes a decent this one i mean you you stick to entrepreneurship for 10 12 years you know you you'll, you'll make a decent revenue but uh, you know he was talking about what kind of courses can i do jayant for uh, you know for uh, uh, ai and i'm like why do you want to do courses i mean you know do you need a certificate or do you want to sound intelligent in front of your clients and your potential clients he's like both as said if it's a second thing you know there is no course in the on the face of this earth that equips you to sound intelligent in front of uh, you know uh, in front of your clients you actually have to work with practitioners you know go go sit with uh, you know the entrepreneurs uh, guys building ai products and solutions or uh, in in some of the big companies the teams that are building and you understand what's happening You okay. have to understand the business in the first correct, place. Correct. Correct. Because the courses that are out there, uh, Leslie, are still uh, they don't even cover the complete uh, AI one dot oh classical one dot oh. I mean, there's there's still business intelligence and analytics, deep learning, data engineering, and uh, NLP at best. There are no courses on computer vision even. Okay. And we are already in the uh, in the space of using uh, transformers. Okay, which is a 2017 paper that came out. at scale okay transformers and attention and uh, you know and and llms okay and uh, we are already talking about uh, ai 3.0 which in the next 6 months can come out of the woods where the techniques of interest could be chain of thought tree of thought and reflection okay when uh, machines will become uh, you know uh, reasoning enabled or, or log- logical reasoning enabled for that you know no courses out there are uh, available the courses that are available are like 12 month 15 month 18 month courses that give you a certificate okay uh, whereas the uh, the technology is evolving every 6 months right now okay yeah, you have uh-huh. to continuously keep in touch with papers on archive correct you know, otherwise there's yeah. no way on archive yeah yeah So otherwise, there's absolutely no way that you can keep uh, in touch with these kind of things. So whether it's a peer-to-peer review, and even there, you have to take it with a pinch of salt because you know a, a lot of these are preliminary. I I think many of them are not peer-to-peer reviewed right. kind of thing. Right. And of course, the blogs that come up. Uh, no, uh, I I that's what I told Google, you. Blogs. Hugging face. Yeah, and, blogs, uh, podcasts. Yeah, podcasts. Podcast. Okay, keep talking to people who are actually building uh, building, building stuff. Okay. building stuff that will you know make you a part of the conversation of the ai ecosystem but if you still want to have a go have a certificate go do any deep learning certificate you know that will give you it, it, but it's a little hard because in the sense by the time you get certified already the technology would have changed would have there would have been a lot of incremental uh, uh, things that are there which would you know because i, I, I yeah i mean i would subscribe to this point of view i mean 
if they have a contrary view our uh, viewers and listeners should uh, let us know no i think this is a yeah there's a topic there's a topic we need to address because uh, you and i keep and, and a lot of people and and across uh, uh, you know career hierarchies and and age groups you know right from early stage 20 something so just getting into their jobs to very senior folks uh, now the cxos and the senior management there are you know ai workshops you know i do a whole bunch of them okay uh, but uh, those are designed specifically for them to bring them up to speed number 1 and number 2 you know identify those areas and techniques and uh, areas of evolution to keep their ear to the ground but they're all customized i mean it depends on every industry and every company right so and and they cost a bomb and they can pay a bomb but purely doing a certification course for the heck of doing a certification course uh, i think in today's day and age and where the technology is and how fast it's evolving is in my mind it's, it doesn't make a lot of sense yeah i bet because there are certain kinds of courses or certain kind look at the reskilling how the bar for reskilling has changed for instance right. let, let's talk about a uh, used to have a lot of people used to make a lot of money from writing workshops for yeah. uh, enterprises where are they yes why would you want to have a writing workshop for the enterprise right. i mean it would be you know unless well, honestly speaking chatgpt can give you a much better course and a, a much better out line and if somebody really puts in the effort uh it's really going to make life very easy uh the same would apply like very shortly for public speaking courses for motivation courses a lot of the stuff can be outsourced with the help of some humans in the loop so where you require several four or five people probably you just require one person intelligent enough a domain expert who understands the subject and who can you know sort of get the finer points of it so yes it does act as a supplement but Honestly, a person can learn a lot uh, through. Now, whether you uh, use Coursera, whether you use Udemy, whether you use uh, uh, any of these, uh, IITs are giving a lot of these courses. Like you were talking about uh, a computer vision at the India Science Fest in Pune, there was uh, one of the professors who was talking about computer vision. He was actually talking about how he was relating it straight to driverless cars and all that. So I, I like it. He had made it very correct. and you know one could relate to it because there were examples some uh, you know just two days back or something so it was amazing the effort that the professor put in to make it very current because the fundamentals have not really changed there's certain incremental change. and years so we have to listen to these kind of people so i would be interested in understanding what your conan folks asked because that would be interesting to yeah the so the conan folks uh, were asking about you know these guys were from the background of uh, uh financial services and investment banking uh oh. healthcare okay hospitality okay and uh, people running uh, their own family uh, businesses you know uh, retail uh, retail chains okay and they were all asking uh, as to how can i use ai okay uh, to be current and ahead of uh, you know what what i'd be doing and uh, and and for each of those industries the hospitality guys the hotel guys they, they were interested so you know the answer was always a combination of uh, always that you know come outside in in terms of look at your uh, you know business need and uh, uh, and understand where ai can be helpful to advance that and then use a combination of te- techniques it can be ai 1.0 itself you know pure advanced data analytics and pattern recognition and machine learning and prediction Uh, along with uh, generative ai 
okay um but that, that can be used isn't that the secret sauce as it we is. say in kung, in kung fu panda that first understand your business need yes i mean yes. you know each, each and every time you don't take uh, you know you don't try to find out the you know the latest llm or, or what is happening whether it is a transformer or you require a graformer or whatever yeah, yeah. It, it, those are not the kind of discussion that you yeah. have to have you, so, are, you have to ask okay what you know unless you're in an academic circle and you're probably uh, teaching phd students in computer science then it's a different issue yeah. but if you're not doing that for most of the cases none of us are doing that so we are going to talk about okay what's your business case and how can you best use ai for all you know you may not even use you may not even use. Use, require uh, traditional ai you may just Correct. require statistical tool Correct. and you can Correct. get your work done and so i i think this is this is a point where i need to bring out a very distinct uh, uh, you know uh, difference uh, difference uh, between american students american universities and uh, indians if, if you remember in the last 25 30 years especially since the it boom went on uh, indians have always been certificate oriented i mean you know people have been doing c c++ unix courses getting nit certifications getting uh, ccna certification you know cisco network administrator then microsoft uh, certifications yeah, and, 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 and these certifications were always and they'll uh, highlight it they'll highlight it on linkedin <laughs> yeah uh, exactly for 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 getting a better job or getting a you know uh, yeah i mean the employer jobs, asking okay? for it yeah move, moving moving jobs and you know i clearly see that difference when someone comes and asks me about you know what course should they do in ai depending on which part of the world they are from okay indians typically ask from the point of view of how can it add to my resume whereas you know uh, people in the west typically ask in terms of uh, you know how can it enhance uh, the field that i'm passionate about or the field that i'm going to build my career in or the field that i'm already working in right and how can i uh, uh, you know they come from the point of view of how can i evolve as a leader or a thought leader or an innovator in this as compared to people from the eastern side who want to have a certificate uh, to uh, you know embellish their resume and get, and get a get a job in the uh, in the ai space so that i think is a big distinction okay personally i i'm not too sure whether we can generalize those uh, observations but i'm giving basis yes. empirical empirical data yeah 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 i mean yeah i mean and yeah that that's exactly what you you sometimes you know get uh, you you wonder why because yeah. In in fact, if I want to, you know, sort of, if I I would be an employer, okay, and I uh, were to uh, sort of, you know, if if I'm interviewing somebody, I could actually uh, give them a simple test and just check whether they understand it. And the moment the person speaks for the within the first two minutes or so, you know whether the person has a grasp on the subject or not. Yeah. So how, whatever you know, resume really will not going to work anywhere. And today, given the kind of AI algorithms, you may probably not get past even the algorithmic, uh, yeah, you know, interviews. <laughs> interviews. Interviews. Yeah. Yeah, because if you don't have those exact terms, and now people have learned how to game the algorithms also. Correct. So now they'll. So uh, you know, a person would has not written, uh, have not learned how to write an. AI uh, uh, sort of suitable kind of you know uh, algorithmic uh, driven uh, kind of resume will just not get past most of the thing because they get thousands of uh, resumes every day. So I think there's a lot of rethinking happening even in HR circle, and we should actually ideally get somebody from the HR you know to talk a little about how they are using AI and how they look at this certification process 
it might yeah. be interesting to get a different perspective of that uh so i had the chance to see some of uh, the generative ai uh, you know tools being used in the hr departments by some of the larger companies but uh, you know they're using it for multiple uh, uh, applications right from job description generation uh, sorting of uh, uh, they're using traditional ai for sorting of uh, uh, resumes and uh, you know i know some companies who set up the first couple of rounds uh, through an ai avatar uh, interviews through ai avatar as well but this entire certification bit i think you're right i mean i do not have a lot of knowledge about that we need to get an hr specialist to no, understand none of us how, have it yeah how ai certificates are being uh, you know viewed or weighted on the resumes of the people that they're hiring yeah i i remember having this conversation with the uh, uh, coursera guys uh some time back and i asked him i said you know so i said are employees actually taking these certifications seriously uh he said yes they are because now de- you know degrees alone uh, they don't work so you have to you know just it, i think it just it's an indication or a statement basically saying that okay you know i am investing in upgrading my skills and years proof so yes, yes. i mean it's okay that's I a mean, proof of that Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a proof of that because otherwise you're free. Like I take a lot of these courses, the courses, courses without courses. Uh, bothering about the certification. Certification. Because, yeah. Yeah. Because I guess you and me are. I think so everyone we, needs yeah, to come okay. from the come from the point of view of why do they need uh, to learn about AI? Okay. And once they have the answer for that why, uh, what path to take? then becomes uh, you know uh, more clearer if they really want to understand the technology evolution then they don't need any uh, certificate or any course they need to you know uh, be around with the practitioners and and have a couple of conversations over over coffee or, and or see that you and you and i basically we are not looking out for employment or anything so if you're looking out for gainful uh, gainful employment or you're looking out for something then you may perhaps need those certificates uh, but whether those certificates are actually honored by employers that's another thing how much weight weightage do they uh, you know attach to it but it would be interesting because some of the courses that i have uh, uh look up i because in your mail as you keep on getting you know once you join us a particular course you keep on getting uh yeah. i'm i'm saying it's an amazing thing that you know the world's best courses have been made available for free so anybody yes. it's like remind me of three idiots you know you can actually get into any online the classroom just absorbing as much information as you can it's an exciting journey so if you're not looking out for gainful employment if you're not worried about your next job it's fun it's extremely stressful for a person probably who is you know uh, looking out for the job or looking out for certification so i think you we come from different backgrounds but there's a lot of knowledge uh, that is uh, uh, available so these are very if you know time. if you know what you want to do with it want. why you need it there's a lot of knowledge available out there and i think we may have you know eventually you'll soon have an ai tool that will be able to guide you so i think that you can even yeah. now you can put up some prompts in chat gpt and figure out a kind of a course that you require if you have the so i think it all depends on the kind of prompts that you're giving uh, chat gpt or uh, ba, ba, i mean gemini or uh, you know bing chat or whatever right. tool that you uh, plan to use but it should be interesting to you know to carve your own career graph and keep on revisiting it it is you know it, i i the analogy that i would draw is 
when they're learning about AI, is the effort that you would put. If you're a trader in the market, you'd keep on looking at your portfolios every second day. If if you're invested in uh, mutual funds or SIPs or something, you would want to look at. You don't allow it, you know, just to go. So why yeah. not with your own career? With your know? own career, yeah. Yes. With with your own upskilling, makes sense. Yeah. So I guess uh, we'll uh, look forward, to, you know, to more more of these, and probably get some uh, students from Cornell or students from IITs, etc. Yeah. Uh, get them on this uh, uh, podcast, podcast, and you know, to give us a different kind of perspective because they may have a uh, totally different perspective. Totally different. Yeah. yeah, from where they where yeah. they're coming from. Yeah, and uh, we need to, you know, today. The recording is happening on 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 the 9th of February, and uh, today is the lunar new new moon, which is also the Chinese New Year. So you know the year of dragon or the wooden dragon is starting. So, Gong, so what's the significance since Gong, you track it? <laughs> Gongxi uh, Gong Chai. That is you know Happy New Year in Chinese. Nothing. Chinese New Year starts. Uh, they follow the lunar uh, cycle. It starts in the in February every year, and it's it's a different animal. Okay. And uh, you know, talking of Chinese New Year, in I don't think we've ever discussed this, but even for at least about five ten minutes, we need to discuss the entire uh, AI innovation, uh, you know, that came out of China and how pre-COVID and even post-COVID. I mean, obviously, post-COVID we don't have a lot of information. Pre-COVID, I remember this was 2018 or 19. Uh, you know, China was actually leading. Uh, the AI uh, patents, you know, 30,000 patents, I think 2018, they filed out of which 16 or 18,000 were only on computer vision, right? Uh, you remember 2018 and they had, uh, you know, uh, commercially launched this uh, thread, uh, social uh, scoring system based on, uh, you know, by implementing 175 million uh, cameras, okay, uh, you know, tracking people's movements. And, and I, I remember it was this week uh, of the, you know, Chinese New Year of Feb 2019, where pe- based on people's uh, behavior, their social credit scoring had gone up or down and they were denied, you know, train tickets, plane tickets or even hotel accommodation to travel, uh, you know, and, and all AI uh, driven, right? I mean, a lot of innovation has come out of China. I mean, you know, today we talk about US and India, you know, having a lot of uh, AI talent, but we cannot forget. Yeah, I mean, mean, see, I I think the innovation in China gets a little, uh, what I would say, dismissed by most people, not because of the prowess. It's more because of the kind of surveillance tools that they use. The, more because and, and, is, and the political uh, and, and yeah, the reason why the, uh, the innovation itself, the yeah, ge- geopolitics. geopolitics, yeah, and but the innovation think, itself is driven for for what reasons? Okay. But I think the learnings are very clear. They had a very robust startup yeah. uh, ecosystem. Yeah. They had a very robust semiconductor system, TSMC, yes. and yes. all, and of course uh, the Taiwanese companies, semiconductor Correct. class also. Correct. I mean, no. So I if mean, you look at that, then the whole. I mean, chip design, that you have a lot of stuff happening in China. Exactly. Uh, mobile I mean, phones. Across the value chain, you know, if you look at the AI value chain, uh, you know, China is actually uh, housing a lot of these technologies, uh, you know, development uh, and innovation, obviously. Okay. And also China specific LLMs. I think they must be having 100, 100 plus uh, China specific easily, LLMs already. Easily. And I remember, uh, you know, back in 2018, uh, we from Convergence Catalyst have been invited to Beijing because Microsoft was uh, celebrating its 20-year anniversary of their AI research lab in China. Okay, 
uh, Microsoft had set up the AI research lab in China, and it was a 20-year anniversary. And back then, I, you know, I still have it in my house. You, you know, they had generative AI in their AI labs. You give your name, basis your name. Uh, you know, their uh, generative AI algorithm would uh, make an art, okay, and also write a poem. So I have both the poem and the art. This was 2018. Right. Yeah, they were. So they were using GANs, basically. Yeah, they were using GANs exactly. Yeah. So they were using <clears throat> GANs. So <clears throat> all all this stuff has been, you know, happening in China. And and right now, uh, you know, from what I understand, a lot of Chinese AI talent is actually, uh, you know, helping the Middle East. Uh, you know, LLMs, LLMs coming from Dubai and Saudi Arabia. Uh, in that area, a lot of Eastern European and Chinese talent is actually working in uh, working in the Middle East, and and that's why we see a lot of uh, you know uh, LLMs, uh, you know, strong, stable, uh, quite solid ones coming from coming from that region. And that would be another interesting topic, you know, to deal with uh, the whole geopolitics and AI, because AI and AI regulation. But of course, we'll call some experts also on this podcast. So great hope you have a lovely weekend and uh, likewise enjoy. and you have a great weekend too Leslie see you soon